Shareable is part of C-Suite Radio. say that season two is going to be absolutely incredible because in season two i have a co-host co-host say hello hello that's caroline she's now my co-host so season two of shareable is going to be a little bit different we're still talking about people and technology but we're going to go a little bit deeper a master class so grab your favorite pen and your favorite piece of paper and get ready to take some notes because this is shareable Welcome back, shareable listeners. That was a weird voice. <laughs> that's, 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 that's totally right. I just decided. Like I just decided that that's how was we that were like going to do it. Goofy or a clown? I don't know. It was kind of like a little bit Barney esque. I don't yeah. look. Here's the thing. I feel like if we're going to wow, cap you just off, made a you just made a '90s reference. It was a good one too. I did. Yeah. I, I just feel <laughs> like look, done. if we're going to close out season two right, we got to do it a little bit different. You know, I mean, we can't just came back with that same old stuff. People are looking for some new stuff. Men looking for fresh material. And Barney was your fresh material. That was all I had. It was the first <laughs> thing that came to my mind. So, so let thought, me let me do it. Let me do it properly for you. Okay, then, cool. Right? Let's do it. Okay. Go ahead. Welcome, welcome to Shareable. This show will fucking rock. Nice. Heck I like that. Yeah. That, that was, was way good. better. Was good. Okay, Why Caroline, your turn. Well, your turn. You try. Hey guys, welcome Ooh. to Shareable. Okay. That's it. That's <laughs> oh, all that's you I'm waiting, waiting for it. That's it. Wait that for all. it. Wait for it. All right, well, I, I can talk a lot of shit, but I don't have it. I'm gonna I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna bring us full circle because you guys are getting us way off track right now. Here's the thing. Welcome back, Shareable listeners. Here we are at the end of season two of Shareable. We hope you've been enjoying all that we've been doing with our deep, deep, deep dives. And we thought we would bring back an old friend of ours, the the man from episode one, season one, Doug Sandler. Oh, my gosh. Wait, hold on. Oh, sorry. Mother effing Doug Sandler. (laughs) Mother fucking Doug Sandler. Was I I your first fucking guest? You were. You were number one. You're Holy number shit. one. You're, You're number, number one. one. <laughs> I feel I feel good. So does this mean the show actually takes a complete dump right here and ends and never never airs again? This is where we jump the shark. This is, this is, this this is, is the, the moment we pulled out all the stops. Had this to get Doug the, back, you know, and and after this, we'll just see where it goes in season three. But for the end of season two, uh, Doug, thank you so much for coming back. We wanted to uh, to one congratulate you on all the success you have had over at the Nice Guys on Business podcast. Can we just take a minute to talk about how well they're doing at the Nice Guys? They're fucking killing it. Yeah, I'm like real jealous. I am too, but I'm proud. So I'm, I want. We're, gonna, <laughs> we're both, gonna need a bigger boat. Both proud. Both proud and jealous. Both proud and jealous. Um, yeah, and and the, you know I've listened to a bunch of the more recent episodes, and man, you guys have really found your voice, haven't you? Oh, I love it. And I that love voice it. is. Yes, I am going yes. to get real inappropriate with people sometimes. <laughs> please, please. <laughs> oh, oh, is that my voice? Yes, you're right. Yes, yeah, it's totally. It. You know what it is? It's it's real talk between real people that are in business and in life. I mean, it really is. And and I think real talk is already taken by a guy named Bill Maher, something like that. Isn't that right? <laughs> so yeah, we just no, call that's it, a show. <laughs> you know, when we originally came up with the name of the show, the Nice Guys on Business, and then we did like a little kind of like production meeting, and we said, you know what, we're we're not really all about business, so maybe we should just drop it into the Nice Guys. And then Strick said, you know, my co-host, he said, you know, we're not actually that nice, <laughs> so we're just the show's just going to be so called you're just the guys. Guys. <laughs> guys, guys podcast, <laughs> which it. is every podcast, every much, yeah, that's except true. for this. Yeah, We've true. got a nice that's co-ed true. thing going on. You guys well, got you guys have a great thing going on yourself. I, I I'm loving your successes as well, but I appreciate you saying 
those kind words. But uh, but uh, Jeff, Caroline, you guys are, are are killing it too. Hey man, we're just trying to do our thing in our way, and you know we we definitely look to you and your success and, and other shows that we you know. Caroline keeps me in the know about all the stuff that's happening in the I world do. of podcasting. Yeah. But, you know, we try to switch up our format. We try to do lots of stuff. We also try to learn from from people like yourself. And, um, you know, your your consistency of being able to put out great episodes day in and day out is, is definitely super impressive. So you and Strick hey, keep on thanks. keeping on. Thank you. Caroline, what is, what's been successful? What What is success? You listen to them. I don't even about listen nice. to other people's <laughs> podcasts. I mean, no, not about nice. Just like what are the things that you hear that is just like, Oh, wow, that but, I'm obsessed with? Um, yeah. Oh boy, Doug, what a wormhole you've opened up. Uh, for me, it's podcasts. Like I, I go for podcasts for two things. I go for it for comfort and I go for it for like a source of information. So I have my podcast that I go to when I want to learn something interesting and Nice Guys falls into that category. Actually, Nice Guys crosses both categories Ooh, for that's me. Good. Yeah. That's good. You guys are also, inform- you guys are always informational and I like, whenever you go off track and you're yeah. like, we should get back on track. I'm always like, no, 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 keep <laughs> no, going. No. Do you, uh, do you find, are you, do you get connected? Are you connected to not just my show, but the ones that you listen to? Do you oh, get connected oh, to so the host? connected to. I literally, before we started this podcast, I was reading an article that was shared on Facebook and like a group for a podcast that I listened to that was just, it was just an article shared by somebody that they wrote about the podcast in like their home news magazine. And I was just reading it because I was like, I love this so much. I love to read like what other fans think about this particular show. But oh yeah, I I have a super like connection. So the sense of the sense of community is that I mean, it, it sounds like you you kind of get off on the community side of things oh, too, which absolutely. is what that's what I love most about not just our show, but any show that I I do listen. I was just joking. I do listen to a couple <laughs> of shows, Shareable being one of them, and and Thrive Loud being another, and, yeah. and a bunch of our clients. I almost feel obligated to listen to my client <laughs> shows. Oh, yeah, you probably should. <laughs> Probably should just to see what they're up to. Are they talking about us and is it good? Uh, but yeah, the sense of community that I get when I listen to the shows, that's, I mean, I, I totally get into it. And like, some shows I listen to and I don't get connected to the show. And it's like, I don't care if I go like two weeks or a month and I don't listen to it right. at all. But like so the, those some weeks where you're like, oh, I got to see what everyone's saying about this episode. Like yeah, yeah. there was a podcast that I watched that recapped. It was formerly called Rose Buddies. Now it's rebranded itself. But they recapped episodes of The Bachelor and like The Bachelorette products. <laughs> and I yeah. would go on to our Facebook group every week to see what everyone was saying about that, that episode that aired and then the episode of the podcast that recapped it. So it was just like this daily routine or weekly routine that I would check in with all my friends. Caroline, She's such a different podcast listener for me. I I basically oh is will, Jeff here? Is yeah, Jeff? Now, who's Jeff? I'm Jeff? here too, guys. Um, I only really listen to podcasts generally. You know, 99 percent of the time, I'm listening it to learn something that I don't know. Oh, so no. I've oh, I've picked yeah. my few that like I find always expose me to a new idea, a new thought, and then once in a while I'll drop into something that's more on the entertaining side or whatever. But but I tend to listen to some really heady shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, Jeff, like how about a show? How about so how about, heady? <laughs> How about getting into a show that's like both educational and entertaining at the same? You mean like the nice guys on business <laughs> podcast? No, I'm just so I'm not. I, well, okay, I'll take my show as that example. But but that's that's kind of for me. I I'm in the format of show that I would want to listen to because it's like I think Caroline's right. She's like, okay, you you provide this level of education and that's cool and that's great. But what I get off on is is all of the stories that continue from from one. I mean, we have our cast of characters. We have you yeah. know, Jared and Rick and Paul and and Sean. I mean, I can name like 20 people that are in our audience that are our Funkin' fans, our, our hard crew <laughs> fans. 
that it's like those are that's the reason I like to come back and host the show. And every time I'm talking on my microphone, I think I'm talking right to fucking them. You know, yes. it's like I'm not just talking to I my audience. I bet they die for those like inside jokes too that you make that they that they get because <laughs> they're that deep a fan. Like I know the one one of the reasons I love this group of podcasts, this like group of podcasters that make the McElroy products, McElroy yeah, yeah. shows, if you're familiar with them. Yep. Yep. Um, and whenever they make like a reference to one of their other podcasts or throw in like a deep cut joke, like everyone just fans out. Cause like yeah. we live for that stuff. We live for when yeah. you're talking right to us. So let awesome. me, let me make sure that we also have a direction that we're going into. Oh, I, <laughs> oh it, was Jeff, that part of this? <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to be the ring. Sorry. Sorry. These sorry, cats. Uh, because I think we <laughs> yeah. could easily talk about podcasts all day and our, our, you know, we we're all so in love with producing you and our I, podcast. You and I always. This is how our every conversation that we every have on the phone goes. Jeff. Exactly. We start and with that's why agenda, I'm wrangling this. Who's that's, the host here? That's why I'm. That's why I'm wrangling this whole conversation <laughs> okay. because okay, okay. we because I have to imagine that somebody's listening to this, and I'm thinking of you, listener, Bobby and Joe and Jim and Jeffrey and Wanda and whoever else is listening. And Sarah, hi. Um, I literally <laughs> made the, half of the up. half of them are made up. The other. What are, if those uh, are you? What if those are you? Yeah. Hey. What's you up? don't know which ones are bad. But, <laughs> but, cool. but the point oh, is, is that um, I w- the reason I want to bring you on, aside from the fact that I just love your face and talking to you, but um, <laughs> y- you've now, your podcast has passed a milestone of a million downloads, which is just absolutely stupid, crazy, funky, stupid, crazy, insane to me. Crazy. And yeah. I, I wanted to, in the context of Shareable being a show about people and technology, kind of talk to you about some of the things you've learned over that million downloads and those 500 some odd episodes and just kind of pick your brain about that, about, you know, some things that maybe you went into in episode one or two, thinking about the people that are listening or the people that you're interviewing or any of that sort of stuff. And, and talk about maybe some of the experiences that you've had along the way that have impacted you. Yeah, so that's man. what I want to talk about. If you're oh, cool. okay, well, wait, well, let me let me answer before you give me something else that you want, because I'll be like, a, you know, I get that. I don't have ADD, but I feel like I have like ADD tendencies. <laughs> Is it possible to be that way? You're ADD curious. <laughs> I'm so ADD curious. So, you know, uh, Caroline, you sent me a, um, an email that basically said, Hey, can you, and I don't think it was even for this episode. Maybe it was, but you said, Hey, can you help explain (laughs) what it is that actually helps you with building your, uh, building your promotion, right? Or Mm -hmm. uh, talk about promotion. Yeah. And the same thing applies here. I think that the level of success for our show is directly correlated to our level of engagement with our community. So if you're somebody that's out there, forget whether you have a fucking podcast or whether you're a business owner or you're just in this new media space, which is social media and all of that. If you're not connecting one on one, one on one, I built an audience of a million listens, one fucking listen at a time. And that's what it's all about. Your promotion, your 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 PR, being a, a great promoter of whatever it is that you do, you've got to engage. If you engage, you're going to win. And one one-on-one relationships does not have to be this full-blown, let me take you to lunch and buy you flowers and buy you dinner and buy you and whatever it is that you do with the, you know, the people that are that are closest to you or you want to get business from or whatever. It's 140 characters at a time, being a goof, being you, being fun. And if you're not a goof, being technical and being a, uh, a sharer of information. That's totally in today's technology age. I have learned five years from building this business and three years of having a podcast. It's all about engagement. Yeah. I So I feel like I'm getting this lesson like taught 
and reiterated to me over and over and over since I went on this quest. I, for context, I'm writing up. I'm just I wanted to learn more about how to promote my podcast, and I wanted to like do a better job promoting Shareable and like making these one to one connections. And I set out. I was like, okay, I need to learn more about this, so maybe I'll write about it, and uh, maybe I'll ask my favorite podcasters what they're doing. That's what resulted. So I was the in first this. person that she asked. Jeff was the first person. I also just was able to turn over in my chair and say, Jeff, tell me about this. Tell me about what your most successful tactic to promoting a podcast would be if you had to pick one above all others. And that's what resulted in all of these conversations about building this one-to-one relationship. And as you're saying this, Doug, Jeff is just making the biggest I told yeah. you so smirk yeah. face. Like, yeah. Because also I've, I've overheard Caroline kind of reading back some feedback from other people. And um, the, the feedback has been almost unanimous in that everyone is saying that probably the most important thing is you just have to build these one-to-one relationships with people and try to scale that. Yep. And it's all about you know taking an individual person and listening to what they want or taking an individual person and you know yeah, um, yeah. whatever. Yep. This is not the other thing. It, but it's all about that one-to-one. Well, but I can – but the, the, the proof – is is so easy to show you on my on my um, listenership for my my analytics. Sorry, I was blanking on what it was called. The <laughs> analytics from that I get from Libsyn, the host of our of our podcast. We made a concerted effort in April of two thousand and fifteen, uh, April of two thousand and sixteen. So this is just a year and a half ago, to listen to what our audience says, to reach out to our audience, to engage. The day that we started, I could probably pick a day on the on the um, on our analytics chart that will tell you the day that we started to instead of broadcasting, actually engage with our audience. The day that we did that was the day we went from having a hundred or two hundred listeners an episode to three hundred to four hundred to five hundred. We have grown exponentially and there has been no stop of our exponential growth since we started engaging. The more that we engage and the more people that we bring into our family, let's call it, the, <laughs> the, the additional cast of characters, that one more person that we add on, the usual suspects, <laughs> we, when we start adding on more people, we get a, a, a bigger audience. Yeah. And so it's gone from 10,000, 20,000 to 100,000 listeners every month of our show. And it's like, holy shit, is there ever... Do, do people get tired of being mentioned or talked about or engaged? And I, don't, I think the answer is no. Would you? No, no, because every week you're checking in to see what your friends are talking about. Like yeah, you, exactly. It's built a community. And yep. like, okay, so the thing that I struggle with, I think, is like, where are you actually doing that engagement? Like, where does that result? I know you guys have like your, your community on Facebook, and that's where a lot of that's happening. Like, where are you building these connections? I'm literally trying to figure this yeah. out so I can and, start And I would say even <laughs> yeah. like immediately before answering yeah. that, if you could, yeah. can you tell us where you started? So yeah. like when you go back to that day in April and you said, oh, we're going to engage our fans. Well, what the hell does that even look like? Where'd you start? Okay, so right. so we, we did not start on Facebook, but we did create a Facebook group. We didn't start on LinkedIn, although I did engage through sharing other people's, uh, you know, posts on on LinkedIn. Where we started was Twitter. Because for me, I am a guy that can't, I have a very hard time writing long format. You know, I I wrote a blog for three years as I was writing my book and developing an audience. But that's not, that was challenging for me because then I would try to sell them something or create a call to action and they would do nothing. Mm -hmm. So for me, I was, I don't, I don't even know, I couldn't even create an avatar of who I was writing my blog for. So I spent three years, 150 blogs, and which is great. It's created some great content, but it did not build my audience and mm-hmm. didn't build my podcast either. Twitter, 140 characters at a time, just checking in with people, seeing what's up. We were using the hashtag Funkin' Fans or we were using the, the hashtag Nice Guys or just just chatting with, with – and we developed – we had people on Twitter reach out to us and saying, um, hey, I'd like to do a, a post for your website. Great. 
Hey, we had somebody that reached out to us on Twitter that said, I'd love to help you come up with a system to, to help keep track of all the stuff that you're doing on the show. That's great. We had people that wanted to give things to us and I just, I couldn't get used to that. People <laughs> want to give you shit when you when you do something like this. And so for me, totally about Twitter, 140 characters at a time and engagement and sharing the stuff and just being in love with the people that are in your audience. And, and you know that we are, and that's, and it's legitimate, genuine love for these people. We love our Funkin' fans. That's awesome. And I love the fact that you mentioned Twitter because I've been trying to get uh, Caroline on the Twitter train for a while now. It's hard for me. It really is. Because um, it, it really is. It's not for everyone. But I think, you know, much like you, I gravitated towards the platform. I absolutely love the brevity and the short thoughts, like the little bursts of wit um, and like the conversational nature of it. I just always really appreciated that. So I've been trying to get Caroline on that train. I think it's really uh, hopefully we'll we'll start to build our, our own Twitter up a little bit bigger. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, okay. So you I, I was giving out. I was giving you an opportunity. I, I I feel like I'm talking in nausea. I'm like, no, right, you're Doug, our I'm guest. Just, just, just shut. I'm just Doug. Just shut no, up. You you are the guest. I here's the thing. Whenever I listen to the pod our podcast and I start talking, I fucking hate it. Like oh. I hate hearing my voice. Well, you just um, tell me the subject, and I can spend the next day. We have do you, is this? Uh, do we have a screen? This, I have a webinar. I have a, I have a slide deck. <laughs> We, we do not have a screen. Doug, it's your turn. Yeah. It's your turn. Oh, this, yeah, turn. You're the guest this time. You're you don't the guest. have to shut this up. This is shareable. Okay. So in that case, uh, let me host this shit up right now. Yeah, go ahead. Um, Jeff, ask me a question. So here's, I, I want you to, uh, I want you to go deep into the memory banks of your 500 some odd episodes. And I want you to tell us a funny story about someone that uh, maybe you didn't expect was going to be a very good guest and they turned out to be awesome. Yeah, so yeah. So yes. that was going to be terrible and they... Uh, they were yeah. amazing. So talk to us about that. All right. So let me mention two stories. I can actually – I could tell you three, but I'll talk to you about two. First one was I, I don't want to talk necessarily about the idea and the premise of having a guy like Gary Vee on our show. And we did have Gary Vee, and he was a very successful guest. And, you know, it was it was wonderful to get his input. Okay, ad nauseum, enough said about Gary Vee. I mean <laughs> he's got his own press. He's got his own publicity. He doesn't need me to promote him. The, the greatest part of having access to Gary Vee was the process – to get him on our show involved a guy named Tyler Schmidt. Tyler is uh, one, either his assistant or his right-hand man or whatever, but he was a guy that was instrumental in helping to put this together with him. He helped me reschedule Gary seven times when Gary canceled on me. I had to reschedule every time. It was when Tyler came on the show and didn't give me 11 minutes but gave me you know 41 minutes of his time and shared what it's like as an insider on, at Vader Media. When he started to share that story, that was a fascinating story to me. So from that perspective, I would say the relationship that I built with VaynerMedia is, is all because of, the right, the, uh, because of Tyler. And Tyler was just such a great guest, so humble and so not, well, I'm Gary Vee's assistant, so I'm hot shit. It was really just a, here's my story. Here's what works at Gary, with Gary Vee. Here's all the cool stuff that Gary does. Here's the crappy stuff that Gary – it was like he was an open book, and it was completely fine. So that was – do you have any questions about him? Because I can go on to the next one from there. No, no, no. I'm, I'm also quite good on the whole Gary Vee thing. I don't, I don't need to promote him or anything. Uh, all right. That's cool. So <laughs> an interesting situation about the show and engagement. So I, um, I happen to have a connection with, uh, with – um, a guy named Jeffrey Gittermer, who I think you now know because I think yeah. I've been. Yeah, we do. We, we just do. Had, We're actually we having breakfast him with show. him on Monday. <laughs> oh, well, nice. Okay. Is he coming to Philly or are you going to Charlotte? Uh, he's coming to Philly. It would have nice. been. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, all right. 
So anyway, so I reached out to, to Jeffrey just saying, you know, you, you think about these, the big names in the world for you. And I'm in, I'm in sales training and customer service training. So one of the biggest guys in that world for me was a guy named Gary Vee. So I reached out to Gary Vee and I'm just, I'm, I'm sorry, I reached out to uh, Jeffrey Gittimer and I said to, to Jeffrey, I said, Hey, you don't know me. It's, I, I don't expect to get a return back. I'd love to have you on the show just so you can have the connection. My dad was Dave Sandler. He created Sandler systems. And I, I just went into a, just a little background. Within five minutes, I got an email back from him, and uh, and he said, "Hey, um, can we or or an in in mail, whatever you call it on LinkedIn?" He get, sent me an inbox message, and he said, uh, "Here's my cell phone number. Please call me." In calling him, I discovered that before my dad died in '95, he was one of the last guys to interview my father before his death. Wow! And I and it was just like so, like emotionally, like oh my god, I found like I'm in I'm in a home now. I'm in yeah. like a, like right in the zone. He invited me to share some time in Charlotte. We've, we worked on a couple of projects. We're working on a book together, Son of a Salesman, because his dad was a really good salesman also. We're working on a podcast production um, online training program together. I mean, it's so amazing the connections that I've made as a result of being um, on this, uh, uh, having this podcast. You know, another quick story is Jeffrey Hazlett. Obviously, you know Jeffrey as well as I do. Uh, Jeffrey and I had a had a connection just through. I don't even. He came on my show. He was a guest, and after that, we talked about starting a podcast production or podcast network with his organization, C Suite, and uh, and that led to four or five months of a great project that was extremely profitable for our company, uh, and uh, and actually has made so many connections that are hugely valuable in my life. So just right there is three stories. That um, that are of amazing triumph of just by, by having this podcast. Okay, so two things about that. One, you were totally just talking about how you met us through C Suite, and that's <laughs> that was like you were that was the subtext there, right? <laughs> oh, right. I saw. Yeah, right. Exactly. right that so, also. Oh, sorry, I forgot. It always has to come back to Jeff Gibbard. I didn't remember that. That's the tagline of the show. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, so that's the first thing. Uh, second thing is, I had no, I did not know that you were of the Sandler lineage of the Sandler Sandler of the Sandler training Sandler. That was my dad, dude. That was my dad. Yeah, I actually, I learned. I I had no idea that was a thing. Sometimes I forget that we don't share a brain because I was listening to that episode, your episode on uh, Sell or Die, Jeffrey Gittimer's and Jen Gluckow's podcast before they were coming on our show. And I had no idea about that either. And that's where I first learned of it. And I like forgot that you didn't know that fact. (laughs) He looks at me and he goes, what? (laughs) I had no idea about that. Because uh, I think somebody was asking me about they're like Sandler related to Sandler. I was like, no, no, no. It's, he's Doug Sandler. He's the nice guy in business. He's not the Sandler. He's not that Sandler. So. No, it's totally different. No, but it actually is. It's like how I'm not related to Ben Gibbard from Death Cab for Cutie. Wait, are you? No, no. I'm actually oh, you're not. not. No, I'm not. But that, no, okay, that mother okay. effort keeps trying to muscle his way into my Google results. Yeah, I'm not right. having it. I'm not right. having it, Mr. Killing your SEO, brother. Yeah, it's not going to happen, man. Um, well, that is absolutely fantastic that you've had um, those experiences and, and that, you know, we I, I talk a lot about the, the business development um, value of a podcast just in the fact that, you know, again, going back to kind of the scaling, the one-to-one, every single person that you've been able to interview and talk to probably probably is somebody that you're going to either keep in touch with or you know that you can ring them up 
I love my contact list. <laughs> it's it's a who's who of uh, of people that are interested in marketing their products and services, and that is has served me so well because now I've not just for my own purpose of having additional business, but I've been able to connect. And you know this because you've been on the receiving side of this. How many people yeah. have I sent to you saying, "Hey, this would be a really good person for your show"? And and I don't know if you've you know I'm not following the business that you're doing as a result of me referring people to you, but I'm assuming that you're taking full advantage of the relationship and being able to help them promote their services and potentially get business on your own. Absolutely. And we try to give everybody that comes on our show an opportunity to at least talk about who they are and what they're doing and, and promote their own stuff because they're nice enough to set aside that time for us. But you've made some amazing introductions for us. And and what's nice is also that I know that you know amazing people. So if you say that someone is awesome, I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, con- yeah. I mean, just the fact that like one of the first ones you made, you were like Deb Gabor. She's oh awesome. My God. And yeah, like, yeah, I, I yeah. was like seven minutes into the episode when I was, MVPs. when like, I was writing down, like MVPs. we're best friends now. <laughs> I have yep. that post-it note on that, on the show notes of that episode. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, the way that I look at it is, and you, you know how many guests we have. We have three guests a week. We do five episodes a week. So three of those, so 150, I don't send you 150 referrals. There, there is probably a dozen or 18 or whatever that I've probably sent you through the course of the year, because those are the 18 that I've found have been, would be valuable to you. Like this guy recently that I sent, I think Robin Dreek, I might've sent him your, uh, your name. This just guy is just totally a legit guy. And you probably don't even see it, Jeff. It's, uh, I think Caroline probably yeah, sees yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I think that went straight to me. <laughs> Thanks. I know like, who you're talking about. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, thankfully it's right. So yeah, there are huge, there's huge value in the contacts that you make. And I feel like everybody that I refer or make a connection to, I feel like, you know, we've become friends obviously as a result of the podcast, but it goes well beyond the podcast now. And it's, uh, that's how a lot of, a lot of relationships have been built with my guests on the show too, is I want to do that everything I can do to help them get to the next step in their business. Sometimes part of that is that they're interested in getting into podcasting and that's, that's where I win. And that's great. (laughs) That's super cool, man. Well, shifting gears to your technology, let's talk about that a little bit because you know we've put a lot of money into our studio in the in the recent six months or so. We just added a third microphone so we can have a, a, a third live guest, and we continually seem to have like a, an endless you know wish list of stuff that we want to get for the the podcast. How have you seen the equipment that you have, and and how you have been technically putting it together? How has that changed from day one to now? And, and what are some things that you might advise to somebody who's just starting out? You know, would you say, you know, be where you are and just use that equipment and grow with it? Or would you say, you know, start at the top and get great equipment because it matters? You know, what's your well, take on it? The difference between having base equipment and great equipment really isn't that far a stretch. I mean, I've been using the same microphone since since day one. I think I've, I bought a second one. I might have mishandled the first one <laughs> a little bit. But uh, I have a microphone. I have a boom stand. I have a digital recorder and I have my computer. And that is pretty much much uh, everything that I have. I, from a software perspective, I use a, a scheduling software program to, to automate this system. Uh, I use a, um, a, I think it's called Hindenburg is what Strick uses to edit our, our, our program or our, our, sh- our show. Um, I don't think there's much in that. We use a project uh, management software called FreedCamp. So we, we have some, some processes in place, which is our system, which we actually in turn have packaged up and sold to clients. So for us, we're living in the world that we that we believe in, and then we the world that we believe in is the world that we're selling as a system to other people that are interested in doing podcast production. It has not changed drastically or dramatically at all since uh, since day one, and I couldn't it couldn't be any easier. I mean, it's, I think it's literally four hundred bucks in equipment can get you started to sound good, but that's you know me. I mean, that's just not the beginning and the end. It's all that's like ten percent of it. The other ninety percent is is really the critical part. But I know that technology being a part of your show 
uh, yeah, so we have about 400 bucks in equipment that we use to, to pr- produce this show. Yeah, and you know, both you and I know, and, and Caroline as well, since she does so much with the production of our show, that producing a podcast is actually where the real the real work comes in. It's editing the audio. It's you know making sure you have you know intros and outros, and making sure that you do the show notes, and making sure that you have the right hosting, and all those sort of different things. Um, one thing that Caroline and I talk a lot about, and we've seen this if you if you look historically at a lot of other technology trends, is that something starts out very very difficult to do, and then technology begins to make it easier and easier. So you look at a website back in the day, you had to hard code it, sit down, open up a text editor, and just start blasting all oh, yeah. HTML code. Now you can go on to WordPress and or Wix or Weebly or any of these other platforms, Squarespace, and you can just build a beautiful website. Yep. Right now, podcasting feels to me of of all the different marketing and and promotional channels that there are out there, probably the most difficult to actually work on and and make happen. Um, So we talk about this idea that at some point, somebody's going to figure out how to make podcasting for dummies. Like just make it super easy that if you want to start a podcast, you turn it on, you record, you upload your file, you can edit it right on the web and you're done. I think that's already out there. I think that's already (laughs) there. I've never seen it. I'm sure it is, but you know what you can't do? You can't teach somebody how to have a personality, and you can't teach somebody how to how to get how to manage guests properly, and you can't teach people how to um, how to share and engage properly on social media. You, I mean, you can teach them that, but there's a there, whether it's a system that we show them, it's almost like why do people need coaches? You have everything that you need. You have a brain. Why can't? Yep. You, why do you need to be a coach? Why do you need so, to be coached? So I agree with all that. The, the question that I would have though is that you know, because you know, same can be said for like starting a video blog or uh, you know being a Snapchat uh, influencer or Instagram or whatever that you know you, you right. some people you just can't teach how to do it right, and even if you do, right. you're just not going to get it. Right. So, but when when the whole podcasting thing becomes as easy as say uploading a story on Snapchat or anything like that, and there's an app called anchor, which I'm not sure if you've played with at all, but it, it feels like the closest thing we've gotten to kind of podcasting for dummies. Um, do you have any, if you, if you think about that as an idea where podcasting becomes really accessible to people like using Facebook, how do you think that might change the landscape of podcasts? Do you think that those that got in early, like yourself and Pat Flynn and and all the other people that are kind of, you know, at the top of the game, do you think that, um, that you're going to kind of retain that position because you got in earlier? Or, or do you think that the additional noise is going to kind of flatten the field? Well, when let's go back to when we started. You started when I started. Wasn't it too late for us? I mean, somebody <laughs> said, oh, this is, a, you know, people don't really, they're not into podcasting as much anymore. And, and who knows where it's going to go? I think that, that people, you know, is it a good time to get into the record business right now? Or is it a good time to get into the CD business right now? Probably not. I mean, the door might be closed on some, on, a, on technology that is gone. I mean, vinyl, I guess, is coming back. But I don't necessarily want to be in the vinyl business. But for me, it's a matter of uh, there's never a bad time. What's the expression? When's the best time to plant a tree 20 years ago? What's the second best time today? You know, right now, get started. Whether it's podcasting or, or getting on. It's like you could say, is it too late to get on Twitter? There's so many people on Twitter. There's so much noise on Twitter. Yeah, but you got to start sometime. So I would tell you, I don't think it's too late to ever get started in the podcasting world. Uh, Is there uh, something else that's cutting edge? Yeah, I mean, maybe. I don't know what it is. I mean, maybe could you get involved in video today? Absolutely. Do we do video? No, we don't do video. It's just not what we do. So for me, today, podcasting is the thing. If you were to start today, I would tell you, great, let's get into a podcasting situation and learn how to produce your own show or or do a DIY or let us do it or just start. You got to start now. Yeah. You have to like, I feel like that tends to be like a crutch that, that people use to delay starting. They'll just say like, 
oh, there are too many people in there already. I'm late to the game. It's an excuse. Yep. Like yep. if if it's something you're really committed to doing well, just go online. There's so many resources for you to help yes. you get started. We actually yes. we just we just finished recording a podcasting forum about all the equipment you need to get started. That's coming up. Yeah, soon. that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that should that'll be coming up. I think actually, ne- by the time this show airs, that show will have already aired. So you can just go to to uh, you'll have a copy of it. It's probably already on your website. I'm just being a little clairvoyant here. I'm being using muting my capacity of ESPN. I got <laughs> trying to figure out like the timing of all of these things. Like, it's been yeah. supposed yeah. to release it. We're recording it on this day. Back yep. in time. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, tell us a little bit about the, uh, turnkey podcasting and how that's been going. What's, yeah, uh, wh- what's the, uh, what's the kind of temperature out there for people looking to start podcasts? What are some of the, you know, frequently asked questions and challenges you come along? Talk to us a bit about how that's going. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we are definitely a niche focused, um, company because we are not looking for the DIY. Somebody that's just trying to DIY a podcast, you know, make a phone call to me. I'm happy to, to, to share some information so that you can get started. The biggest questions people ask me is what kind of equipment do I get? And when I start to get that kind of question, I know I'm talking to the wrong person because it's the person that doesn't care about the equipment and doesn't care about the social media outreach and doesn't care about the system, but wants to know how they can be a successful podcaster. And if their goal is to monetize how they can make a boatload of money on their podcast, or if they just want to get a bigger audience, how can I get a bigger audience and and a bigger platform to share my message? Those are the kind of questions that I know I have the right, the right customer. Um, we tend to be dealing with people that are ultra successful in whatever that they're doing. So whether it's sales or marketing or, and they own their own business or they're a leader of an organization, uh, because we have a, you know, it's a, it's a hefty startup fee. So for somebody that wants to spend five or 10 grand to get started in the podcasting world, but doesn't think that that number is a huge number for them, I would say, great, let's chat. I'm happy to talk to you. If somebody wants to spend 150 bucks for, for equipment, I'm probably not the right mix. Now, I'm, I'm boiling it down to its simple science as far as money, and I, I'm sorry for, for doing that to make it that simple. But if you're calling and you're a DIY mentality, I'm not your guy. If you're calling and you want somebody to help you create a, a, uh, a platform or a channel in which to blast your brand, it, you're not looking for overnight success, but you're looking for what is it going to take for me to really create a successful show, then, then we are truly where where you you have found a home with us only if you're looking to be serviced the hell out of because that's all we do is we we don't want a hundred clients that's not our goal our goal is to have in the course of any given month six or eight new clients that are onboarding with us so if you feel like you fit that mold then you would be the perfect person for us to uh to work with or the perfect company i don't want somebody that's calling me that's just reaching out and saying can you get my team to do this i'm like no i I can help you through this and if you give me access to your team we'll all do this together i'm not going to do it for you i'm going to do it with you Mm. those that make the biggest investment in their time are the ones that are the most successful not just can you do this for me those are the ones that i'm like trying to track them down so that i can show them the cover art that we've created they pay us more money but they do a lot less work and it's it's I found that we're probably even going to discontinue that service because we're getting we're they're getting no value out of us doing it for them. We're teaching them rather, you know, I'd let, rather teach them rather than show rather than do it for them. 
So as far as like the people that you've been working with, is there a particular either uh, style of podcast or objective that they're all trying to to accomplish? Are they all trying to monetize a platform? Are they trying to position themselves as thought leaders? Is the interview format the, the primary way you've been telling them? Do you do anything with like an extemporaneous monologues or things like that? You know, what have you generally seen is, is yeah, the, good. the demand that's out there? Yeah, good question. I think the demand that's out there is for the interview shows, the ones that show a little bit of personality. I have people that do an interview show on one day of the week and they, they do a short version, like a seven minute, five minute uh, little uh, tip of the day on their on their second episode. Uh, the, the folks that tend to reach out to us and the businesses that call us are the ones that are looking to monetize their their platform. So if you have a if you're looking for uh, podcasting as a source to generate revenue, uh, we're a good source. If you're just looking to spread your message, what I would say is, yeah, can we do it? Will you see any ROI? But don't approach this with an ROI mentality if you can't if you won't allow me to show you how to make money on your show. If you're just out to spread a message, hopefully business will come to you organically. I'm telling you that's not the, the approach to take. It's got to be a concerted effort to let me show you what systems we can put in place so that your show can start turning dollars, you know, start, start, start turning episodes into dollars pretty quickly. I love that. And on that note, I'm going to, I want to wrap on one final question with you, uh, because it's something that we have not yet done, but it's something that we're thinking about doing and we're, we're in the process, uh, kind of ongoing process of planning this, but you and Strick launched a Patreon for your show to let people <laughs> support your content independently. Yeah. Uh, talk me through some of that. What are some of the things you've learned in setting it up? What are some things you found are like best practices? What's worked? What hasn't worked? What sort of yeah. content you put on there? Just kind of give us the rundown of it and, and, and let us into your brain. Absolutely. So Patreon, we, we generate and, and we do very little on Patreon, but we had no place to put people that wanted, that kept saying to us, how can we support the show? How can we support the show? So finally we just said, fuck, well, let's just put up a Patreon account so that we can support the show. I think we might promote it one of our 30, one of our 25 episodes every month. So we now at least have a place to, um, to have people support the show. Is it successful? We were never looking at it as a monetization tool. I mean, it just it just happens to be. I mean, we goof around on the show a lot. It's like nobody fucking contributes to our Patreon account. Well, because we don't ask anybody ever to support our Patreon account. If they do reach out to us, we at least have a spot for them to uh, to go. Same thing. It would apply there. The more you engage, we found that when we stop engaging through Patreon, we also stop getting contributions. Surprise. You know, not really. So uh, if you have a Patreon account, mention it as often as you can on your show. Get people to, to go there. Get people to have, sign up for bonus levels. That's obviously the way to, to make money on Patreon. Um, we used it as a, as a tool in the beginning to, um, to just get a, a different level of engagement for the people that wanted to support us. We should not be used as the, as the, um, as the litmus test for uh, what is the successful way to build a Patreon <laughs> support page. We've made uh, thousands of times more uh, outside of Patreon than we have using Patreon. Monetiz monetizing a show, um, I, I don't see that. I don't see Patreon as the way to do that. I, I, again, I could be completely, completely off base here, but it's just not our tool. So let me, uh, I'm going to tell you about one that I think he does a really good job for it. Um, and it's particularly because of who he is and how he operates, but, um, there's, a, a philosopher speaker, person named Sam Harris. He's kind of a prominent atheist and uh, he's a neuroscientist or a neurophysicist or neuro something or other uh, at, I believe it's Stanford. And he's just like obscenely smart, but um, yeah. that's besides the point. Anyway, talks a lot about politics and experience and spirituality and consciousness and things like that. And um, on his, he does a, a really good job of promoting why the Patreon is a, like why supporters of the show get 
they get early access to come see him speak. They get early access to find out where he's going to speak. They get early access to all sorts of different things. So because he's already got a platform, you know, like if you were releasing a series of nice guys on business books, um, that would probably be a great place to to build your Patreon audience because you could yeah. say like, you know, uh, supporters of the show get a free copy or they get a free Kindle copy or they can get early access to it or a signed copy or whatever. Um, so that he's somebody that if you're, if you are actually at some point thinking like, yeah, I could probably do more with this. I found that even if you just listen to the first 10 minutes of his show, he typically does a very good job of framing it and, and also how you would, um, he, the way he frames it to his audience also makes it feel very much like, oh, well, I really should support this show if I listen to it. So just, huh. just that yeah, thought yeah. for you. You know. Yeah, I, I'm sure, you know, it's like there's 17 things that we need to do on the show and, and uh, you know, we have limited, unfortunately, limited opportunity to, we can't, how many calls to action can we have? And we feel like, <laughs> exactly. you know, for us, our guest sitting next to us is so ultra important for us in building our turnkey podcast business. And, you know, we spend so much time with that, that I don't want to have a call to action for somebody to p- contribute to our, uh, you know, there's, again, there's a million different ways that we can do it. So yes, you were probably right. I probably should focus more on my Patreon account. Maybe it would do better. Um, I think it's I, all about like like what mix of things is working for you. And I think as long as you're dedicated to making those things work and being consistent on those things, whatever they are, I think that's where the magic is. Like for you guys, it's yeah, focusing yeah. on your guests and, in the, and building turnkey and it's engaging with them through Facebook and Twitter on like where you've actually built your communities. So I think, yeah. that it, I think it all matters on whatever your mix is being really dedicated in those spaces that you've chosen. Uh, that's a good, that's a good point. And you know, for us, it was, I'd rather spend my time focused on making the, the, the 10 and $15,000 client than the, than the $2 Patreon contribution. And <laughs> I don't know. Totally I don't know. fair. That's yeah. totally fair. Well, Doug, you have been as always such a nice guy and, uh, we really appreciate you taking the time to come talk with us. You know, you're busy recording a really dope ass show that we keep chasing on the, uh, on the overcast leaderboard, which maybe one day we'll get in front of you maybe again, one maybe one day, <laughs> but until then, um, is there anything else you want to tell our listeners about that you're working on where they can find you? And, and obviously we encourage everyone to go support and subscribe to the nice guys on business, but anything else you want to tell them about that you're working on, uh, and where they can go and be social with you? Oh, thanks. I appreciate that. Well, reach out to me on, on Twitter at DJ Doug is still my Twitter handle at <laughs> DJ Doug, or just feel free to just send all of your money to Jeff and Caroline. <laughs> oh, they deserve yes. it. They actually, they, they deserve it. They, they deserve <laughs> we it. We didn't pay sure. him to say that. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> God, that came out of nowhere, but we really appreciate uh, assuming it. Assuming <laughs> you'll put our link in your show notes as, uh, as always. And, and now uh, you don't have to worry about remembering anything. Just, no, uh, yeah, just don't remember anything. Don't worry about it. Just, just play <laughs> the episode click on again. The show notes. Just listen to the whole thing again. Well, um, I, I love having you on the show. We're going to keep having you back every season as many times as we can. Doug, we and, love you. And uh, we love you. Thanks. Um, thank so, you, Jeff. Caroline, thank you, yeah. man. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Love yeah. it. <laughs> so for all you out there listening, we appreciate the hell out of you. Thank you for being with us through all of season two. We absolutely love you. And I think this entire season was just fucking shareable. There are a couple thank yous and shout outs in order. First, thank you to Ray Bueno for all of that sexy production value, and a quick thank you to me for producing the show. I'd like to send a shout-out to DJ Quads for the use of our theme song, Always, and Ehumitsu for the use of our outro song, Adventures. You can follow Jeff on Twitter at jgibbard, and you can follow me at Caroline Tisson. You can follow the show at shareable underscore pod, and just shareable podcast on everything else. That's Facebook, the gram, everything. 
You can email us at shareablepodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to our email list at shareablepodcast.com slash subscribe. Do all the things. Subscribe to the show. Leave us a rating. Review us on iTunes. Tell a friend. Tell your mom. I don't know. She might like it. My mom does. Hey, mom. <laughs>